For any Yankee fans looking for a podcast to listen to, I suggest you check out NYY Sports Talk. Are you listening? Tune into the fellas. There's no BS, there's no drama. Uh, you just feel like you with the fellas talking baseball. Welcome back. This is episode 241 of the NYYST podcast. I am your host, Christian, and I'm by myself again. Super high record ratings last week. You guys said that you didn't want to hear Chris and SGR anymore. Just me. No, just kidding. I don't know what the ratings were. Probably the lowest rated show ever last week since I was here by myself. But it's uh, July 4th, uh, about 10 p.m. The Yankees just split the doubleheader with the Mets. They won the nightcap 4-2. I'm going on vacation in the morning, and the fellas are busy, you know, having a good time at a 4th of July party. I was going to do this as a Patreon exclusive, but I said, let's give a bonus episode to the to the masses and you know i don't know why you'd want to hear more yankee content but it was just my decision at this moment to decide let's let's just do a bonus episode we haven't been churning out the content like we need to be uh a part of it is just you know we'll i'll be honest it's a lot of it is, what are you going to talk about? How many more times are you going to say how bad this team is before you just want to beat yourself in the head? And as I mentioned in last week's episode, you know, uh, Chris is uh, recovering from eye surgery, but he's, you know, he's feeling a lot better. He's going to, you know, hit you guys up with, a, with an episode tomorrow for a, a little Tuesday morning release, you know, so uh, he's feeling a little bit better, but we'll all be back together. At least Chris and I, hopefully SGR to everybody, all the fellows will be back next week uh, leading into the all-star break after the Yankees uh, complete this West coast trip and a uh, little spoiler alert for next week. Uh, we're doing keep them dump them's mid season. We've never done this in the history of the show before. Um, it's usually something that we reserve for when the season's over, but I feel like this season warrants it. We're, I'm going to figure out 10 guys, uh, probably all players. I know the, I can't imagine anybody's going to vote to keep boom. Can't imagine anybody's going to vote to keep Cashman. I'm going to try to come up with 10 players that can realistically be traded. Uh, so you're not going to see like keep dump uh, uh, DJ LeMay. You know, he's not going anywhere. Keep dump Garrett Cole. You know, he's not going anywhere. Uh, although Garrett Cole is really on my shit list right now, and we'll get to that in a minute. Um, you know, things like you know, if you want to rebuild, keep dump Aaron Judge, you know, uh, a roller's cap, the Chapman, keep him dumb, Zach Britton, probably three guys right off the top right there are gonna be on the list next week. So I'm really looking forward to that because it's, I, I mean, I'm really not looking forward to it because we really shouldn't be thinking about stuff like this. 82 games into the season or 83 games in the season now, but this is where we are with the Yankees. So let's get the bookkeeping out of the way. As I mentioned, Patreon, patreon.com slash NYYST, your home for exclusive shows. Um, I did one uh, after the Angels debacle, you know, uh, after House, you know, House spoke. Yankees just 
couldn't get out of their own way against the Angels. You know, we we, we covered that on over on Patreon. Uh, so that's you want exclusive content. Five bucks a month will get you that, uh, and you're gonna help keep the show going. We have a goal for the amount of patrons. It's two fifty by the end of the season. We're there. We're coming back in 2022. Also, um, you know, Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five star rating and review. Just you know, tell us what color your favorite fireworks are. As long as you leave five stars, it's all that matters. All right, so. Um, We'll jump into it right here. I don't want this to be overly long. I know a lot of people are, are going to be celebrating the 4th on the 5th. Uh, it's going to be the observed holiday, so maybe while you're, it's supposed to be nice uh, around these parts. So, you know, maybe laying by the pool, you know, you feel a little bit better. I, I This is the sickness that being a fan is. You could not be more dejected after game one of this doubleheader. But now they win game two, and you're like, okay. They're gonna do this now. You're saying yourself, they're gonna do this now. We got the win, but you're it's a sickness. Being a fan is a sickness. <laughs> I said this, I said this last time. I don't know if I said it on Patreon or if I said it on last week's episode. I think I probably said it both places, but it's a it's a sickness, man. Like you cannot if you're a true fan, you know, bleed this shit. You cannot get out of your own way when it comes to it. And after they blew game one, I said. I'm going to watch these last 80 games and I'm going to wallow in my own misery, but I'm going to watch every single one of these games. And, you know, the Yankees won the nightcap. Uh, it, it, I mean, they didn't bust that offensively. Gio hits a three run home run. And then Chad green basically takes the mound in the fifth inning and says, we're not losing this game. I have a lead. I got one run lead. We're not losing the game. Yankees tacked down a run on the wild pitch, and away we go. At least they got one. Uh, they could not hit the they, – look, they can't – they're one game over 500 through 83 games. They're 42 and 41. I mean, it's disgusting. It's piss poor. It's unconscionable that they're this bad. But you couldn't hit – you couldn't leave Yankee Stadium going one and five against the Angels and Mets and being under 500. I mean – how do you let Aaron Boone get on the plane at that point? And we're going to get it. Let's, let's just start right there. We've heard from all the key people this past week. Brian Cashman, we suck. You know, Hal's like, oh, we got to turn this around. You know, the fans expect better, blah, 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 blah. Okay. You know, Hal's like, oh, we're going to go over luxury tax. if it won't. Well, you know what? This team hasn't shown you a reason to go over it. So, I mean, I guess we're not. And, you know, hopefully they, again, there's that word, hopefully, right? Hopefully the Yankees turn it around on the West Coast and win a couple series and gives you a little bit of positive feeling heading into the All-Star break. We'll see what happens. Uh, I, I, I don't know what to expect anymore. I expect this team to win 83 games at the end of the year, which isn't good. I mean, that's what they're on pace for. Uh, you know, it's like I always say, it's like I've been saying, it's like, you know, how can you go against what your eyes are showing you? This is a, a very flawed baseball team. It shouldn't be, but it is. Uh, you know, I found out, uh, it wasn't a secret, but I never really bothered to look at it, uh, that Aaron Boone is a, you know, free agent at the end of the year. And the way things are going, this team's not making the postseason. Uh, the Yankees need to get to 95 wins. 95. 
Where's my phone? Yankees need to get to 95 wins in order to, in my opinion, be a viable threat to um, be a postseason team, right? 95 wins. I think that's fair. Uh, and this is the math that I came up with. This was before the loss to the Mets in game one. All right. They got to go 54 and 27 the rest of the way. 54 and 27. So far, they're one and one. How is this team winning 54 out of their last 80 ga- 81 games? You do, you look at what happened today, and how does it? How do you expect this team to do other than what is done? Take a step forward, take a step back, take a step forward, take a step back. It's all this season has been. What did they, they lose? Six out of seven coming into the nightcap or something like that. I mean, it's 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 atrocious. And then you know, so as I was saying, would Boone. Yankees are the Yankees are like skating right now because they don't have to make tough decisions. We don't have to fire Aaron Boone. You know he'll be a free agent. We just won't bring him back. No, that's not a tough decision. Firing a guy is a tough decision. Not renewing his contract, not so tough. But who's going to bring in the next manager? Is that going to be Brian Cashman? It shouldn't be. Brian Cashman should not get another crack at hiring a manager. I'm sorry. Uh, that ship has sailed for me. He can make 10 trades that are all the right moves in the next couple of weeks. This team doesn't get into the postseason. He's gone. He's got to be gone. And he doesn't get to rebuild this team again. He doesn't get to bring in another manager because everything that you guys are all so pissed off about with Aaron Boone, if Brian Cashman brings in the next manager, you're going to be mad about all those same things again. It's not going to change. The change has to come from above. How's got to grow a pair and say, Brian, you're out. You're gone. Goodbye. Like, I'm not giving you another cent of my daddy's money. I don't know how. How's a smart guy? He's earning his money, right? Whatever. Just trying to be funny here. But anyway, I'm not giving you another cent of money. No more money. Get out. You know, and I think uh, Kim Jones was on the fan a couple of times this week. No, Brian Cashman would be out of work for a minute. Good. Let him go work for somebody else. He's been here for 30 years. It's time. It is time. Some You got to try something different. I feel like I'm going crazy talking about this same thing over and over again. Everybody after a tough loss, fire Boone, fire Boone. The, again, uh, that, that rain delay game where Chapman blows it in the ninth. Fire Boone. Yeah, okay. Great. You're bringing another guy just like him if Brian Cashman's making the call. You don't want that. That's not what you want. Firing Aaron Boone is just to quench your bloodlust. That's all it is. Firing Brian Cashman changes what is wrong with this team. 
understand that, please. Like, if there's anything that you guys take from listening to this show today, firing Aaron Boone quenches your thirst for blood. And I get it. You want it. You need it. You need the. You need to feel. You need to feel that right now. And I get it. I mean, it, it, we've we've all watched this team. Something's got to give, right? But it, Boone goes and Cashman stays. Nothing changes. It's time for a change. Barring a miracle, an absolute miracle. I'm talking like a biblical proportions. Like if the Yankees win the World Series this year, they'll have to add a new chapter to the Bible. That's how big of a miracle this would be. Them even being in contention in the last two weeks of September would warrant somebody saying, hey, maybe we should maybe we should put in a, a new chapter in there in the Bible. <laughs> they wouldn't go, but somebody would have the right to bring it up. Winning the World Series, yes. I mean, you would have to go to the Pope and say, Pope, they were 41 and 41. They won the World Series. That's a miracle, right? And it would be right. So now trickle down, right up top. Boom, boom. Let's talk about, let's talk about a game today. There's two things that can't happen or two things that need to happen. I should say your ACE and your closer needs to be constants on your team. When your ACE takes the mound and when your closer takes the mound, 99.9% of the time, you're winning those ball games. Those are games that you don't worry about. Closer, ace. Those should be two constants on your team, things that you do not worry about. And this is why the Yankees are in so much trouble right now. These are things the Yankees absolutely have to worry about. A role this Chapman, his ERA was 0.39 a couple weeks ago. It's almost five right now. In the last two games that Aroldis Chapman has pitched in, in those innings, the opponents, the Angels and Mets respectively, have scored a combined 13 runs. I know Lucas Lickie's part of that problem, but the problem became a problem because of Aroldis Chapman. Is he a sticky stuff guy? I mean... The, uh, anybody that struggles to this degree after the cr- with the crackdown on the sticky stuff, I mean, the evidence is there that a role this Chapman was a sticky stuff guy. Okay? The evidence is there because he's been terrible. Now, I might have predated the crackdown. But as you've seen with Garrett Cole, he stopped using it before they they really did the checks on it. So what did the Yankees do with a role as Chapman? I, I, I don't I, I honestly don't know what to do with him. You saw him dancing around or doing whatever the hell he was doing in the game two of a doubleheader tonight. I don't know if Boone ever really seriously thought about bringing him in. But just fig- I mean, do you IL him? Is that the answer to just IL him and get him out of here and have him work on some stuff? I mean, because you can't keep throwing him out there. And I know a lot of fans were killing Boone because Boone said he felt confident in chat. What's he going to say? 
He has no confidence in his closer. He, I mean, we all know what Aaron Boone's going to say, and he's got he has to say that. He, I mean, you can't go into the post game press conference and saying, oh, "I got no confidence in this guy." You got to you got to at least say that much, right? So, I I don't know, and uh, it's t- it's 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 tough because. The Yankees had a game in their pocket today, and a Roldis Chapman blew it in the ninth inning. And it wasn't even that he gave the the home run to Alonzo, shut it down, gave the chance the Yankees a chance to come back. He then walks the next two guys, and Licky comes in, and I mean, like, you know, there's a fire's already been started, and he comes in there with two cans of gasoline, and he's just he's lighting that son of a bitch up. So, and the bloom is off the the Lucas Licky Rosa uh, a little bit here. I mean, it, it was a nice story. He's pitched really well for the most part, but him coming to bail out of Rose Chapman in these situations is not working. So maybe try something else there. And you know what? I don't, I, I didn't really have a problem with going to Chapman there. I mean, if you can't trust your closer, you got a lot of you got big problems, but now it warrants him not being the closer right now. And you wish you had Zach Britton here. This way it would be an easy thing. But the way Chad Green pitched today, you go, you know, we've seen that. To, you know, obviously they use both guys today because of the doubleheader, and even to that point, Green and, and Wiseka pitched in the same game. But you go, and hopefully the Yankees have this problem because that means they're winning a lot of games late. You go, Wiseco one day, green one day. Wiseco one day, green one day. The problem is now that you're shortening the bridge to the closer because you're taking Chapman out of there and using one of your bridge guys there, and you have nobody in the rotation that you can trust right now. Now, there's one guy, Nestor Cortez. What a sad state of affairs that Nestor Cortez is the one guy we can trust. And I didn't really care for the hook today. No, Dom Smith got him. What a pitch. He was at 60 pitches. He couldn't give you the rest of the inning. O'Day comes in, gives up the home run, and walks the next two guys. How the Yankees got out of that inning, I have no idea. They did. And then Chad Green comes in, and like I tweeted, he just put his balls on the mound and said, we're not losing today. We're not losing this game. Three perfect innings. As big of a pitching performance from this team that I've seen in a long time because not that I really have any logical faith that they're going to be a playoff team this year, but going on the road under 500 is just, it's like the undertakers closed the casket and they've taken the backhoe and dumped dirt on the, on the casket. At least right now winning tonight, you know, Undertaker stuck his, you know, the buried alive match, but he stuck his hand through the dirt. So you know he's still breathing under there. Buried, but breathing. Lose tonight, and it's, you know, there's flat line. So at least they that much. But you know, in in that situation where the Yankees cannot get swept, cannot have a one and five homestand, given where they are. This is as big of a performance as you're going to see from a guy. And Chad Green pitches three perfect innings. 
So good for him. Uh, we've seen him in the, you know, in these types of situations before. So, you know, you just hope that he can keep it up. And A-Rod said that he didn't care if he lost Chad Green all week. You had to win the game tonight. And uh, you know what? A-Rod says a lot of dumb shit. I agree with that. If you don't, if this takes Chad Green out of the entire Seattle series, which it shouldn't, I mean, they're off tomorrow. Even if he's got to sit another day or two, he should be able to go in the finale. At least you had to win today. And there was no other option out there. But Wiseco was over 30 pitches from game one. And what a waste of a performance that was. Otherwise, could gives you that. And, you, and it's a waste it. It's it's something else. This team is something else right now. Uh, so <clears throat> what else happened in game one? Hmm. Oh, yeah. Garrett Cole sucks. I'm done. I don't I'm I'm really hesitant of saying that I'm done with this guy. Well, I'm getting there. Because I feel like I was lied to. I feel like I was lied to. And I don't like that feeling. I don't like to feel like I was lied to. That I put all my hopes into into this guy. That he was a legitimate ace that this team needed. And for the most part, he was coming out there throwing smoke. You know, he had a little little hiccup here and there in, in the in the COVID season. But for the most part, ace and came out this year. Guns blazing, where you're thinking, this guy's giving Jacob DeGrom a run for his money. Garrett Cole wouldn't even be the fourth starter on the Mets right now. Maybe third, but he's been terrible. It's embarrassing. It's absolutely embarrassing that you're Garrett Cole. You're making $36 million a year to pitch. You have to work 30, 31 days a year. And you can't even get out of the fourth inning in a game that your team can't lose. It's embarrassing. Why? Why, Garrett? Tell me. Is it the sticky stuff? I really hope that it's it's a slump, that your release point is off that you're not landing properly or whatever pitchers go through with their mechanics and that you're working with Matt Blake because the last two times you took the mound, you got your ass handed to you in situations where you can't have that happen. Yankees are facing a sweep up in Boston and you get shellacked. The Yankees hand you a four to one lead after the week they had. In a seven-inning game, in a seven-inning game, when Garrett Cole takes the ball, Aaron Boone should not even. Aaron Boone should rip the fucking bullpen phone out of the wall and throw it in the garbage. He shouldn't need it. He had to use it in the fourth inning today. Like, look yourself in the mirror. And I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm coming down on Garrett Cole because he. He's a big boy. He wants the big boy paycheck. You got to deal with this right now. You got to figure out what's your problem and stop losing games for your team. 
Because you can go out there and say all those stats we spouted off about the Yankees not winning Garrett Cole starts because they couldn't score for him. Now they're losing because of him. And that's unacceptable. It's unacceptable whenever you lose with your ace on the mound. But if you're not scoring for him and he's going out there and dominating games, you're like, you live with it. You want to know why? Because he's holding up his end of the bargain. You can't live with it when this guy is getting his ass handed to him when he takes the mound. And then with the looming specter of the fact that he can't use sticky stuff anymore, the spider tack, was it all predicated on a lie? Your dominance and your $340 million contract was built on a lie? And that just brings me back to Brian Cashman. That how'd you allow this to happen? You do your due diligence. You had to know at some point MLB was going to crack down on this because they do dumb shit all the time. And I'm not saying that they shouldn't crack down on it. They should crack down on it in the off season, and they should have provided an alternative to the to the pitchers because the dude got suspended for using rosin and sweat, which is all legal, but he had it on his glove. Suspend it. Tell me how that makes sense. It doesn't. So, and again, the Yankees were so Darren Boone. They don't have to make tough decisions, right? We all know that Gary Sanchez shouldn't be sitting anymore. He's cooled down a little bit. It's happened. It happens. But he's still the better player. And I know, again, Higgy, two run, drives and drives in two runs, you know, whatever. I'm not rooting against Higashioka, but excuse me. If Gary Sanchez isn't scheduled for a day off, he should be starting when Gary Cole's on the mound. And again, Yankees don't have to make the tough decision because Cole was supposed to pitch on Friday and the Yankees could have started Higgy because they said, oh, well, he's not going to start a day game and a night game. So we'll just start him in the day game on Saturday. All right. That would have been number one. No, then number two, then we have the rain out. And number two, oh, we're gonna push Cole back to the double header. Well, now you you don't have to start Gary. You know Gary's not gonna start both ends of the double header. So no spider tack, personal catcher, losing and losing badly. It's a bad combination for a guy you expect everything from. It's not Jordan Montgomery out there who, if he throws you a, 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 you know, every other game is a good game out of him. And then every other game is so-so where you're like, oh, it's Jordan Montgomery. This is Garrett Cole, the white whale. And he shit the bed the last two times he's taken the mound. And guess where his next start's going to be? In Houston. Gonna be a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm laughing to keep from crying because I went out and bought myself a Garrett Cole jersey, waiting for my Garrett Cole Funko Pop to come. Got two Garrett Cole jerseys. Garrett Cole fan because he was the ace, the missing piece, the guy that we needed. And he's a fucking fraud. Now shut me up, Garrett, and, and go out there and dominate against the Astros in your next start. Can you do it? Is it in you? 
Is it in you without the spider attack? Are you just going to be another bum like Jacoby Ellsbury? Cash your checks, do nothing for this franchise, and laugh all the way to the bank. It's possible. Because the, uh, the needle's moving in that direction, and that's not a good direction to be moving in. All right. So let's, uh, let's wrap up the show here with a couple of other things. Got a couple things from Twitter, which we'll go on uh, in a minute here. Actually, we'll just do it right now. Uh, my buddy Brock Landers wants to know if the Yankees could <laughs> bring back any player and place him on the team for the second half. Who would it be? I mean, like, you're a great question. You know, dig from the past. I mean, you could have put a time frame on it. Or say no Hall of Famers because now this is e- it's easy. Like anybody, how do you not put Mickey Mantle on this team? Switch hitting center fielder. It's exactly what this team needs right now, right? Imagine Mickey Mantle in the middle of this lineup. Although this team would probably ruin Mickey Mantle. Uh, we got a couple others here. DJ. Minard Inc. What's one realistic trade you could see the Yankees making? Positive as in adding? I don't, I honestly don't know. I don't know where they are and how committed they are to going over the threshold to trading big time prospects. I just don't know. And does their standing warrant them doing something like that? That's another, you know, that's another thing. And uh, Don Sicadio just sends me a gif of that says, what do we do? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if the Yankees go, how many games are they playing on this road trip? I think is it six or seven. They are playing six games in this road trip. I mean, if they go four and two, there'll be five games over. No, if they go four and two, I mean, there's still what? That'll put them at what three games over 500 heading into the all star break? Do you, how do you feel about that? Do you buy? Do you sell? I don't, I don't, I don't know what to do, honestly. I, I mean, if they go, even if they go six and oh on this road trip and there's seven games over 500, is that just one of these streaks and then they're going to come back and go one and eight? That's what they do all the time. So uh, I'm going to close out the show on this. And it's, it's funny to me how I know for, I, I, I don't know for a fact, but I'm almost pretty certain I'd be willing to bet a lot of money on it. And when I say a platform, I mean, having a podcast and being active on social media, pretty, I'm, pretty pretty sure that I'm the first person with a platform to come out here and say that the Yankees are spending too much money in their bullpen that if you're going to live on this 210 million dollar budget which again should they have gone over yes do they need to go over no this team should be much better constructed for 210 million dollars than it is but I was the first person to point this out. And now you see this as a running narrative on social media here that the Yankees need to trade Britain, need to trade Chapman because they're spending too much money in the bullpen. It's very, it's very funny to me. It's flattering, but also it's funny. 
because I'm I'm kind of getting to the point here where I'm tired of shit getting stolen from this show. Now, who's NYYST? I mean, well, we've only been around five years. We've interviewed a lot of big people. We've done 200. Now, this is 241 episodes of this show. Um, we're not nobodies, but are we the biggest? No, but we're not nobodies. And I know our voice gets heard. I'm getting tired of this. So when I also see, and, and it just gets piggyback off of when I'm seeing shit like um, people tweeting that Brian Cashman is, quote, allergic to signing left-handed batters not named Brett Gardner. Well, when you use the word allergic, I know you stole that from us because I specifically used that phrase. And no, I had not seen that anywhere else until it came out of my mouth and punched on my keyboard. And I get it. People are going to hear shit that they like and they're going to use it. But, and again, this is not a woe is us scenario, but when we're five years into this and we put it on the line that this is probably going to be the last season of doing this show and people are just taking your ideas and fucking stealing them, it gets a little aggravating. It does. So we'll just say that for that. Okay. But, you know, now people, I've said, you know, spending too much money in the bullpen. That's caught on now. And now people are taking it to the next step where you got to trade Chapman and Britain. No, you don't. You trade one or the other. You pick one, you trade them, get yourself a little bit of salary relief, you know, stock the pen, uh, stock the, the farm system back up. You don't need to trade both of them. You can have one highly paid guy out in your bullpen. He's generally your closer. You don't need two of them. There should be guys waiting in the wings to come up and fill in the gaps. But again, player development, the Yankees are never think, seem to think anybody's ready. You know, that's a different story. But for the most part, you should have a, a guy that can come up here, you know, be a sixth inning guy. And then you have Lewis Green, and then whichever one of these guys you don't trade, fill it in with O'Day and like Lucas Flicky in the other spots. It's a decent enough bullpen. You should be able to win with that bullpen. Now you're going too far in saying that you have to trade both of these guys because there's something missing when you don't have that veteran closer on the team. That's my opinion. So you trade one of them. Now here's here's the Yankee here's the Yankee Twitter genius at it right oh no Chapman sucks now so we got to trade him this is the absolute worst time to trade a role as Chapman because you're going to get fleeced you're going to have to eat part of the contract which you might have had to do anyway but now you're going to get a lesser return on the prospects that he's worth so what's the point in it and brains hurt so what are you going to get for him either. So the only thing that you can hope is in the next two or three weeks that a Rose Chapman figures out whatever his problem is, and then you can move him. I would personally, I the stuff's not as electric, but I think that Zach Britton from A to Z is much more predictable and reliable than a Rolls Chapman is. He's been hurt more, but also to me a lot less of a risk of going out there and having a game end in four pitches. 
which is what is now what happened in Minnesota earlier in the year. Another game the Yankees should have put in their pocket and left with a win, and he blew it. That's as an abysmal. Think of the three of the most abysmal losses you could possibly think of. The Yankees have suffered them all with a Rollers Chapman on the mound. That game in Minnesota, the Angels game, eight to four in the ninth inning after two rain delays. Everybody should want to pack it and go home. You blow the game. And then today, I don't have a problem with Boone putting him on the mound, but he probably should have went and got him after he gives up the the, the home run to uh, Alonzo. And I believe that there was lefties coming up. You have any faith in him? When once he gets hit like that, he doesn't trust his stuff. You know, I compare. It was, um, I believe, it was Infinity War, right? When Hulk goes up against Thanos and Thanos kicks his ass, and then he's scared to come out and be the Hulk again. Well, that's kind of like what a role as Chapman is. He's the Hulk until you punch him in the face, and then he's you know not a role as Chapman. He's scared. Won't throw his fastball, trying to nibble, and he loses. So, I mean, if you want to look at a realistic trade that the Yankees can make, I can see them trading one of these two guys and, and still not even considering that a sell, using that money to go out there and acquire somebody that can help the team. Because you pretty much pitched the uh, the uh, pitch. You pretty much had the entire season without Zach Britton. So if you traded him, it wouldn't really be a loss. And you pretty much had the last month of a Rollers Chapman costing you games. So it really wouldn't be a loss. So trading one of those guys is not exactly a sell. It helps the team. And I think they should look into doing it. If you're going to add talent to this team, if you're just going to take the money and sit on it, that's just fucking stupid. And also what's stupid is to me, and if you are listening to this and this is how you feel, I I don't mean to insult you, but I think it's stupid going on social media saying that you're going to boycott the team. You're not going to spend another dollar until you get what you want. Because the flawed logic in all this is that you don't think that Hal Steinbrenner spends enough money, but you're going to give him less of it and expect him to spend more. Just think about that for a second. And it just keeps going back to what I'm, I, I've been saying. Like, I'm a fan of this team. Good, bad, or indifferent. And this is as bad as it's been in my lifetime. I was born in 83. I went to my first game when I was five. So those real lean years, I don't really remember. My first real vivid memory of being at Yankee Stadium was the Beach Boys playing after a game. So not even the game itself. And the next real memory I have is when my dad pulled me out of school to go to game one of the wild card uh, division. Yeah, with the, when the Yankees made the wild card in the divisional series in 1995. So this is the r- first real time in my life I, re- I can really remember being this dejected about a team. Yeah, I know those 13, that 2013, 2014 team existed, but like I've said in the past, you had things that you were holding on to. The last season of Mariano Rivera, the last season of Derek Jeter, you knew the old guard was phasing out. This was supposed to be a championship team. And they're going to finish in fourth place this year. This is as bad as it's been. 
And you got to ride the highs and stay with the lows. You don't get to pick and choose when you come out of it. That's not what being a fan is. It's called being a front runner, a bandwagoner. That's how I feel. That's how you should feel too. You don't abandon the team when it's bad. But you can come on here like I do and go on social media and criticize them and rip them. But at 7.05, you should be in front of your TV. And don't give people shit that want to go out there and spend their money supporting them. Because to a lot of us, this shit's in our blood and we can't turn it off. And if you can turn it off that easily, you're not really a fan in my book. This is something that flows through your veins. It shouldn't be something that because a team is 42 and 41 that you're just like, I'm out. Because I can't do that. I can't. If they would have lost today, I would have been so depressed heading into my vacation. But I would have found a way to get the Wi-Fi working in the hotel room so I can watch them play Seattle on Tuesday night at 10 o'clock. I'm going to do that anyway, but I would have, you know, at least yeah, one win doesn't change anything except for the fact that now your, your fucking stupid heart is telling you that they're going to do it again. This is the beginning. Listen to me. I'm your heart. This is the beginning. This is the beginning of that run that you were talking about. Is it? Who the hell knows? I don't know what to expect from them anymore. I just, I hope that they're playing meaningful baseball in September. I mean, that's really all you can hope for at this point and just see where the chips fall down. So uh, we'll just take a quick look ahead here. The Yankees are in Seattle. I don't know how Chris and SGR are going to handle the show tomorrow uh, when they do their episode, but I'm going to do mine how I traditionally do it with a look ahead here at the end. They're in Seattle, uh, 10-10 on Tuesday. Look at this pitching matchup. I mean, you want to talk about Brian Cashman failures. It's staring him right in the face on on Tuesday night when Justice Sheffield, who sucks, uh, with a 5.88 ERA against Jameson Tyone, who also sucks with a three, uh, with a 5.43. So, you know, Tyone had those those two building block starts, and then what did he do? <whistles> Sucked in his last start. Then on Wednesday, 10-10, Herman against Kikuchi. That's not a pitching matchup in the Yankees' favor at all. And then on Thursday, 4-10 to wrap up, Montgomery against Gilbert. Um, and then the Yankees are going to be in Houston. Um, Garrett Cole slated to start one of those games, so that's going to be an embarrassing night, whatever. Hey, you know what? Show Show up. Dude, just show up. Pitch. Deliver this team a win. I don't care how you got to gut and grind it. Win this game against the Astros. So that'll put that'll pretty much put a bow on episode 241 here. A little bonus episode for the main feed. Um, this probably would have been half the length if we did it on Patreon, but I wanted to, you know, like I said, I just wanted to put out a bonus episode on the main feed. Um, yeah, so I'm on vacation this coming week. Uh, much needed break from, from a lot of different things. I'm just going to try to enjoy myself and relax as much as possible. Um, 
I believe episode, the next episode, if they, if the guy, um, I was told they were, so we'll see what, what happens. Uh, episode 242 will, I believe in the entire history of the show, it's going to be the first episode that I miss completely. I know there's been other episodes where I've been on vacation. I come in to do the open or whatever, but I believe this is the first show that I'm going to be missing. So uh, there might've been one other. I'm not entirely positive. So this is one of the first. It's uh, no more than I have ever, this will be no more than like the third show that I've ever missed. So um, I'm rooting for the fellas there to have a killer show. I'm sure it's going to be misery incorporated uh, because there's really not a lot positive to say. And I know Chris has been bottled up because he hasn't, you know, recorded in a while. So uh, expect nuclear fallout in that one. But um, yeah, so we'll, we'll be back. Uh, the Yankees are playing Houston on Sunday, the 11th, to wrap up the uh, first half of the season. So when we come back either that Sunday night or Monday, because they'll be off because the All-Star game, uh, you know, we're going to be doing the keep them dump them. You know, I'm going to figure out a list of realistic guys that can possibly be traded or be sell pieces. And, you know, we're, it's something that we're going to talk about. Again, not something I really want to talk about because I want to be talking about how this team is dominating and kicking ass into the all-star break. But I mean, look at the standings right now. The New York Yankees are nine games out of first place. They are nine games out of first place. Nine. I'll say it again because it's atrocious. Nine. And they're four games out of the wild card, second wild card, which is not terrible, but one, two, three, four, they got to jump five teams to get there. It's not going to be easy. But if you can take today and build and have a good road trip leading into the All-Star break, I still don't know what it means. So, again, thank you so much for listening to this episode, episode 241. Uh, please follow us on twitter at nyy sports talk again patreon.com slash nyyst you know want to come back from vacation we'll pump out some uh more patreon content thank you to everybody who supports us there thank you to everybody who supports us here thank you to everybody who leave is a five-star rating review on apple podcast just thank you thank you thank you thank you this has been such a nightmare of a season and your continued support still means the world to us so thank you and that's part of the reason why i want to do a bonus episode on the main feed just to say thank you because we're trying and you know those of you still supporting us we know you're trying it can't be easy to listen to us and i know you're probably not only listening to us so how you know it's just the fact that you're still listening to us while things aren't going good is just, it still means, it means a lot to us. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, thank you for listening to episode 241 and I'll see you in the next episode. Good night. Yeah. Uh.